Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pedro, let me, let me tell you congratulations on your long time in radio. You were your team and for your ratings, man. I was reading about that. I'm very uh, impressed with you, Pedro. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy, and uh, I, I just do my best. Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, live worldwide, coming to you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios, not straight up, this is Ring Talk, live worldwide, coming to you from parts unknown, somewhere in North America, of course, in California, straight up, this is the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk, live worldwide, my name is Pedro Fernandez, welcome to the show, of course, this is one hour live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, now, of course, SB Nation, and of course, sportsbyline.com. But straight up, we're talking boxing and mixed martial arts the next hour. I'll bring in boxing's only PhD. I'm talking about Mr. Socrates Palmer, a.k.a. the Bronx Farmer himself, of course, coming to us from the Big Apple. And we'll also talk about, well, we'll bring you back in time, of course, to hmm, China, Macau, China. The good times about Macau, the bad times about Macau. The police in Macau, the fans of Macau. Lots of stuff to have to talk about in Macau that I haven't went to in the past. And I'm going to try to tie it all together in a segment for tonight. And also bring to you the reason why Jim Lampley became the voice of HBO Boxing. Because Barry Tompkins, well, I'll get to that story. But Barry Tompkins was the face, the voice of HBO Boxing for a long time until he got into a tiff with uh, Seth Abraham, the HBO Sports uh, CEO at the time. Straight up bad news. For Barry Thompson. So we've got lots of things to talk about in the next hour here live on Sports Byline. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this, the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. The number, 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, baby. Hey, but you know that. You say you even thinking about time? Well, before you do anything rash, dig this. Everybody plays a fool sometimes. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Are you a 1099 contractor, business owner, or self-employed? Then you need to hear this important message. Through the Coronavirus Relief Act, you may be entitled to an advance of up to $10,000. But if you are like most hardworking Americans, you don't have time to spend hours waiting on hold and digging through government paperwork. The good news is you don't have to. SBA Coach has already done all the heavy lifting for you. Text SBA to 55444 and our two-minute survey will tell you if you qualify. Then get you started on our simple and easy application. Funds are limited, so don't miss your chance. Text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com to get your free qualification survey. We are here to help you apply to the SBA, but we are not connected or endorsed by the federal government or SBA. Again, text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com and get in line for the funding you need. Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you and even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient. You get great clothes delivered right to you so you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home and make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. I love iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Love it. Everywhere, man. <laughs> Seriously. Everywhere, man. 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. iHeartRadio. Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Create my own radio stations. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, I'm on Ring Talk, and as you know, this is one of the first shows that got onto the internet. Uh, my friend Pedro is a true fighter in his own, uh, his own, uh, mine, I should say, but he really is. I seen him exercising the other day, getting ready for somebody. I don't know who it is because everybody is taking shots at him, so I see him getting himself in good condition so that he could fire back. Never been one to say die. Never been one to hide out. He comes on damn near parpedos, full steam ahead. The great Don King, what can I say? Bottom line is that is the world's greatest promoter, of course, 86 years old, now living in Florida. Um, not in the greatest of health, but uh, he does get on the phone now and then. Will he promote another big fight card? That's what somebody sent me an email regarding. Probably not. Probably looks like Don King is retired. Straight up, let's talk about the HBO situation. People said to me a couple weeks ago, you know a lot of stuff. You know a lot of the inner 
the inner goings-on of HBO boxing. Well, not a lot of the inner goings-on, but, you know, I mean, HBO was my sponsor for a long time, and I did hang around a lot of the HBO fights and got HBO VIP passes, and HBO flew me to, to flew me, where did they fly me that one time? Flew me and a guest to London, and that was a fantastic affair. Of course, the fight with Johnny Bungu and Princess Seema Med, what an event that was when he came in on the magic carpet to spend some time with, you know, one of the Rolling Stones, Ron Hood, and, of course, Puff Daddy. That's where I met Puff Daddy. I didn't even know who this guy was. I saw some jive blood smoking weed, and it turned out to be Sean Combs or Puff Daddy or P. Diddy or call him what you want. But the question at hand is, how did HBO end up with Jim Lampley when they had Barry Tompkins? That's what they started out with as far as their sports announcer was concerned. Of course, let me give you a little background on Barry. Barry Tompkins was in City College here in San Francisco about 1967. I guess it's about... 20 years old, and CBS, the CBS affiliate here, KBIX Television, Channel 5, decided they were going to bring on a full-time sports guy. Well, they had no idea what to do. I mean, they weren't going to get the guy from the Giants, because it was Russ Hodges, an old drunk guy, and Lon Simmons, a couple old alcoholics, if you can get them to do TV. I mean, they just weren't the TV types. They can do radio. They had the perfect voice for radio, but not TV. Here where I'm coming from? Yeah, they were drunks. So anyway, they get... They go out to City College, and they find this guy who's been sort of came to fame announcing O.J. Simpson football games. That's right. Orenthal James Simpson was a member of the City College football team, I think, in 1966-67 out here in San Francisco. So Barry called a lot of O.J.'s games. And there were games when O.J. scored like eight or nine touchdowns and ran for like 300 yards. I kid you not. I mean, he was a master at City College, obviously, the all-pro and Hall of Famer that he became. So anyway, so Tompkins gets hired by Channel 5, and he basically is like the new kid on the block. I mean, he just, he's a big 21-year-old guy with a big smile on this and that, doing sports, wasn't wearing glasses back then. And he went for a while here in San Francisco, and then sort of he sort of faded off and started doing a lot of national stuff. And then he went to HBO. After the national stuff, he got you know, hired by HBO. Seth Abraham took him on board and said, you know what, I'm going to make you the voice of HBO Sports. You're going to do Wimbledon. You're going to do HBO boxing. You're going to be my guy. So Barry said, right on. So Barry gets, you know, gets a little cocky, getting a couple of nice contracts, are paying you good money, don't have to work that often. I mean, HBO was doing a fight maybe once a month, and, and maybe uh, Wimbledon or, or some tennis thing comes down once or twice a year. So you're not working a whole lot, but you're getting paid big, big bucks. So Barry was kicking back high on his throne here in the city, by the way. Of course, he was married to the then San Francisco Examiner columnist, the sports columnist, not the sports columnist, uh, Joan Ryan, she's a fantastic writer, no doubt about the Hall of Fame writer, man. What a, what a, what a scribe she really was. Anyway, so Barry, uh, invites Seth Abraham. He finds out that Seth Abraham is going to be in San Francisco. Seth Abraham was the HBO CEO, CEO of HBO Sports. He was the guy that sort of brought HBO Sports and boxing to the, to center stage. I mean, there's no doubt about it, of course. So anyway, Seth has dinner with Barry Tompkins here in the city by the bay, and you know, they're talking this and that, and, and, and Seth says, you know, H, uh, Wimbledon's going to run the same time as this fight card, so I'm going to get Jim Lampley to come in and do the, the fight card because you're going to be in London or something like that. So Barry Tompkins has had a couple of drinks, and he pops off. He goes, yeah, why don't you get Jim to do all the fights then? Something like that. He wasn't serious. He was just drunk and popping off, right? So what did HBO do? <laughs> they asked Barry Tompkins. He was fired from, basically removed from the from the fights in time, and Jim Lampley replaced him. So anyway, I said to Barry one day, I said, do you think that was one of the biggest mistakes you ever made in your life? He goes, he goes you know, he goes, I'm like you. He goes, I said to say, say exactly what I want to say when I say it. And so, you know, you regret it later, but did I regret it at the time? Hell no, I didn't regret it at the time. That's just the way I felt. 
Of course, they would go with Jim Lampley. Lampley would last almost 30 years, 30 years with the network. Of course, HBO Boxing bowing out about a year and a half ago. May it rest in peace. But HBO, had Barry Compton's played the game, guess what? Jim Lampley would have uh, just remained a, kind of say, a guy from North Carolina and a former Tario. Now, we bring it from North Carolina and Tario, of course, to the Big Apple. And Mr. Socrates Palmer, Boxing's PhD. How are you this morning, sir, this afternoon? I'm doing well, Pedro. That's uh, quite a story. I never heard uh, how uh, Mr. Tompkins got his start and and uh, how Jim Lampy was brought into the fold into, uh, with HBO. I remember yeah. Jim here in New York doing sports radio. Many yeah, I mean, Lampley's, Lampley's done a lot of things. Tompkins has done a lot of things. You know, Lampley and I have, have had our differences over the years. I didn't bring up any of the negative a- aspects of, of Jim Lampley. I'll just leave it at that, but people know they are out there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I just thought that Barry blew it. And Barry was sort of like my bro, one of my broadcast heroes because I would watch him on Channel 5. And then I remember he came to, we had a boys club fight. Either it was Columbia Park and Mission. I can't remember which one it was. And then he came. And that was the first time any TV guy had ever came to anything involving me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, whoa, that's the dude on TV. Anyway, um, Tompkins, of course, and I would have you know, lunch, I think, once in our lifetimes. And we would talk here and there. And I tried to get him to come on the show a couple of months ago, see if he ends up responding to that, because I hit him up again today. But um, he is an intricate personality, as is Jim Lampley. But... When you combine the two, there wasn't enough room. There isn't enough room in a room with those two egos involved. You hear what I'm saying? Right. Did they ever appear in any broadcast together? I don't think so. They should have been Lampley versus uh, Tompkins. You know? <laughs> yeah. That would have made a very good HBO fight. So what's new on the East Coast, man? Anything new in the world of boxing back there? Uh, well, uh, it seems like every week. Um, I'm having to say that some a prominent member uh, in the boxing community passed away. Um, the owner of the Mendez uh, boxing gyms, which were which are gyms in uh, the Lower East Side of Manhattan, very popular, very um, much used whenever there's a to promote uh, public workouts. Uh, mm-hmm. The gentleman passed away, uh, Francisco Mendez. Um, I don't recall his age. I saw a post on Instagram, and he passed away earlier in the week. Um, real tragic, you know. Um, and Jimmy uh, wait, 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 wait! How did that happen? The president said this would be gone by April. I mean, this is April. We're late in April, and it's still going. And the miracle that he said was coming. Well, it didn't happen for Mr. Mendez, did it? Well, you know, the thing is, Pedro, his family didn't come out flat on say. That he that he died of COVID nineteen or or uh, if he had symptoms, you know, they, it was really shocking because he's a young guy, you know, in terms of life, you know. Um, I don't, I really didn't know him personally. I knew of him. I met him. I think I met him once. Um, I don't know of any past uh, health illnesses that he might have. Had. I don't know. I have no idea. It was real shocking. Um, People in their 30s are dropping, are getting strokes. They're not showing symptoms of, of the actual virus. What's happening is they're just suffering strokes. And, and I mean, debilitating strokes that, that sometimes are fatal. I kid you not. And it's, it seems to be happening in people 40 and younger as far as the strokes are concerned. Over 40, you get this 2% of you guys, I guess, according to the government, are, are just going to die. 
I mean, it's there, it seems like there has no pattern anymore. You know, I mean, yes, if, if you do have some, uh, what's the word, um, some health conditions, symptoms, like like diabetes and and heart, yeah. if you have heart problems and asthmatic, if you get sick with these symptoms, it's going to be a lot harder for you to recover. You know. Um, you 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 forgot. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the subject of this with this last line. But you forgot the one at, the one attribute that a good portion of America has a gut. And when you have a gut, evidently fat people in this disease don't. Uh, fat people in this ailment they don't fare too well. Absolutely, absolutely. There's there's dudes in in around my age group, forty two, forty three, that passed away. And when I see pictures of them. You know, they were obese. And these are guys that literally contemporaries, guys that grew up in my neighborhood, and they look like they could be my dad. You know, I hope that this is a wake-up call to Americans to take their health serious. I mean, it's a shame. Here in the Bronx, you have fried chicken spots every other block. You know, in certain condensed areas, you know, in certain neighborhoods that tend to cater to, you know, impoverished people. You know, it's, it's, it's sick. You know, fried chicken spot. It, it, it's like a deadly triangle. We have the cashier, the fried chicken spot, and the liquor store. I, I'm real. glad you brought that up because that was my when I worked in the hood in San Francisco. That was the that was a major major adjustment. The actual amount of liquor stores per capita was like five liquor stores for every person in the neighborhood. You are tuned to Rink Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the Dan Patrick Channel, Channel 211, SB Nation Sports, of course, I said, live on Sports Byline, a thousand different internet platforms, including TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes, straight up, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. More with Boxing's True PhD after the break. Socrates Palmer. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. 
When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. The first fight card since, of course, the worldwide shutdown due to the coronavirus takes place tonight in Managua, Nicaragua. Yes, the fighters weighed in wearing masks, but they are going to not wear their masks when they do battle. Of course, they uh, do battle tonight on ESPN Deportes, ESPN Knockout. That's Latin America. Latin America is called. Brought to you by Buffalo Boxing Promotions. Good luck with that. Bottom line is boxing tonight in Managua, Nicaragua. And then, of course, there's boxing on Showtime. Boxing uh, PBC's got a card tonight as well, I think, on their PBC YouTube page. Starting at 8 o'clock, of course, the former world heavyweight champion, Deontay Wilder, who got licked like a stamp, like got destroyed, got annihilated. He's, well, many, well, he's got 17 rounds with, or 19 rounds with, um, with Tyson Fury. He's, he's lost 17 or you know, come on, man. It's like for a couple of punches there. He's never been in the fight. Bottom line is they're going to try to replay Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz again. I don't know why. I guess PBC is bored. But um, Pacquiao and Cotto from 2009 is going to be on ESPN today, um, as will uh, Floyd Mayweather and Zab Judah. Zab Judah. <laughs> I'll never forget that hooker comes to me and says, you see Zab Judah? You see Zab Judah? I said, no, I ain't see. I ain't see. What are you? She goes, I don't want to say what's that. What are you talking about? She goes, he gave me confidence, buddy. I said, what? Say it again, please. I didn't get that. She goes, he gave me counterfeit money, you know, funny money. I said, no, I ain't see Zab. What can I say? Zab, can you you top that one, uh, Sock? It's hard, bro. Um, The craziest (laughs) thing I ever saw, the craziest thing I ever saw, like in front of me, was uh, Antonio Tarver, his... uh, Antonio Tarver's sister and wife jumping on his girlfriend as they and and, I, and I'm on the escalator and I see the and I'm actually one step behind his sister and his wife and I see the girl 
because I had heard about her, maybe like a step up from them. And I could just see them sizing her up. And as soon as this chick hit the top step, you know, on where the escalator ended, they jumped on her. Oh, it was it was uh, something out of Jerry Springer. That's probably the craziest <laughs> thing that I've seen in, in Boston. That was actually in Foxwoods, and I believe it was Tony and Vasily Giroff. That's what it was, yes. And, and Tarver, I think, might have been working. Um, did he fight Montel Griffin? Maybe in the you other know, part of that fight? That, that guy, Vasily Giroff, he, he ruined Joe Macy. You know, he, he's the one that, that screwed Joe Macy up, I think. Joe Macy had that brain injury, and of course he retired. But yeah, he's the one that sort—he was a fight with me. Yikes, man! Rough dudes there, no doubt about that. Now let's hey, let's talk for a second about about the young kids growing up. I mean, there's no gyms happening right now. Um, I see myself running, and a lot of people might take this the wrong way, but um, there's a lot of beautiful chicks out running, and I don't mean beautiful in their faces. You know where I'm coming from? I just mean beautiful women per se, as a whole. They're just they're out there and they're running, and it seems to be more Asian women running. More is, is age topped by Asian women. Then you got white women. Then you got a few black girls. And then you got one once in a while I see a Latina out there at the lake. But outside of that, man, it's the Asian girls. And Socrates, these Asian girls run me into the ground. I try to use them as like rabbits, you know, to try to keep up with them. No sense, man. Not even worth it. Ain't even worth the try. But after about two miles, and I can see the little see the bottoms of their feet. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess, well, you're in San Francisco. I know there's a huge Asian, Asian population. Uh, yeah, it's, there's something about seeing, uh, a lovely young lady in shape. You know, something, and, and, and it seems like it's, it's rare, you know, because it's a lot easier, especially, I, I have to say it, I, I was born from a Latina. I'm married to a Latina. The culture is changing that. And I just go to the DR, I'll go to Columbia and I'll get nipped and tucked and, you know, why, why do I need to do a sit-up for? You know, it, it's, I don't know. It, it, I always like the, the seeing a nice. But, 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 but when I, I'm just, I'm not talking about just size five girls, just size 12 girls out there, just size four, just big women out there running, you know what I'm saying? But they're running and they're still beautiful. I just, something about women running that just enlightens me. I don't know what's, it just, you know, I just find it very, very enlightening. Anyway, bottom line is I've been working out. Have you been working out at all? Here and there, I've been doing my push. I've been I actually rediscovered my love for push-ups. I, I do. I've been doing push-ups every other day, um, and some sit-ups. I haven't. I really haven't done much cardio. It's on my to-do list starting Monday. Uh, but yeah, you know, just you, you have to try. You know, it's there's only so much Netflix you can watch. You know, so, the reason why the reason why I bring this up as far as boxing is concerned is that you know you can't go to a gym. You know, I can I can deal with that. You can't go to a gym, but you know what? There's lots of things you can do still. And I tried to explain this to a young kid the other day. He said to me, "You know, I've been out of the gym now for a month. I don't know what to do. I've gained nine pounds." I said, "Man, what are you gaining all this? Come on, just go out there." And run. He goes, "Well, I just don't want to run." Well, why don't you want to run? Just run. If he ran and shadow box eight or nine rounds a day and did a little jump roping. He wouldn't have a weight problem at all. He can do that without going to the gym. He doesn't have to have somebody standing over him going, come on, man, jump the rope. You, you know what I'm saying? You, just all, you can do this all on your own. The thing is about running, you take off somewhere, and it's you competing against the biggest enemy there is, which is yourself, your biggest opponent. Yeah. You know, And it's just like 
you run up to a certain point, then you look back and like there's nowhere to go. <laughs> you better keep going. You know, it's it's very it's more mentally, uh, I think, challenging than physical. At least to me, it is. You know, um, running it's it's the cheapest one of the cheapest forms of exercise. You know, if you don't like running, if you can't do it, you know, it's really on you. It's, it's, it's you don't need uh, a gym membership. You just need a good pair of running shoes. And, and, and you don't have to run per se. You can go out there and power walk. I'm, I'm into, I watch yes. people power walking, man. I saw this chick power walking the other day and I don't want to say nothing this, but if I was Al Bundy and driving by, I would have been biting my fist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just get, get out there and move. You know, break a sweat. Break, break a sweat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Japan's gonna, Japan's gonna put boxing on hold until the end of June, it looks like. Uh, yeah, they've decided they're gonna go to, they're gonna make a decision somewhere in late June as to whether they're going to start up again. Um, the USC is going to try to do something in Florida. Of course, they got Governor DeSantis down there. Of course, a guy that doesn't believe in in social distancing or anything like that. But the, um, the bottom line is, it looks like the USC and worldwide uh, or the World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling Entertainment, they've been deemed necessary parts of society, essential essential workers. Um, yeah, there you, you go, like policemen. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. You know, I've always <laughs> think of that. Does it have anything to do with the fact that, that Mrs. McMahon has been part of a super PAC that funneled eight million dollars in campaign funds to the president? Well, she's also isn't she part of his uh, administration? She's uh, uh, yeah. had a small business. I yeah. Believe. Oh yeah, she's she's really the woman you want running a small business too. If you ask some of the wrestlers about. Her business ethics at the World Wrestling Federation before it was WWE. That was amazing. Speaking of WWE, these guys are performing in front of uh, no crowds, and WrestleMania was a bit of a bust. Did you, did you watch any of it? I did. I did. Um, you know, it's. I know it can't be easy on the performers because so much of what they do is based off a of crowd reaction. They you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote get over. That's the whole purpose to get over it on the crowd, and you know. I'm sure that they probably were not given a choice, you know, and um, I don't know, are wrestlers eligible for stimulus checks? Or, and even if you are, I mean, I'm sure once it's it's easy to get used to living a nice lifestyle, you know, when you got mortgage payments, car payments, and children, families, baby mamas, you know, it's it's hard to say no to money. And, uh, you know, I, I can't knock them, you know, and... Uh, they say that they took uh, all safety protocols, and you know they, you know, it, it was something nice to see that was live. Or you know, and I do tune in because obviously there's not much else. You know. Um, well, there's always Ring Talk Live worldwide Saturdays and Sundays, of course, live on Sports Byline, Iron Radio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio. Now we've added some more stations with SB Nation Sports. You and the family, everybody safe, right? Yeah, everybody's good. Everybody's good. You know, weather, we got a break in the weather today. Uh, it's beautiful here. It's uh, mid mid fifties, nice and sunny. Well, well, let me let me let me let you go with that then. With the weather being nice, that means the virus is just going to go away. New York, it'll be gone by tomorrow. So says the president. Socrates Palmer, have a great week. <laughs> you too, brother. Keep sipping them uh, Clorox cocktails, right? You are to the ring talk live worldwide. Tower of power to the break. Wait. What the people say Wait.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. This WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Are you a 1099 contractor, business owner, or self-employed? Then you need to hear this important message. Through the Coronavirus Relief Act, you may be entitled to an advance of up to $10,000. But if you are like most hardworking Americans, you don't have time to spend hours waiting on hold and digging through government paperwork. The good news is you don't have to. SBA Coach has already done all the heavy lifting for you. Text SBA to 55444 and our two-minute survey will tell you if you qualify. Then get you started on our simple and easy application. Funds are limited, so don't miss your chance. Text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com to get your free qualification survey. We are here to help you apply to the SBA, but we are not connected or endorsed by the federal government or SBA. Again, text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com and get in line for the funding you need. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let my boys roll for a minute here. The most successful duo in recording history, Hall and Oates. I kid you not. Great Hall and Oates. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking through the world of boxing and MMA. Let me take you back to August 1994. It's been, you know, 17 months since we did the first Brawl at the Wall. Am I talking about the Brawl at the Wall? Of course, that was the first professional boxing card in the People's Republic of China since Mao Zedong and the Communists took over in 1949. So, 
Anyway, the wall, the uh, the broad wall was a fantastic success. Of course, we had Muhammad Ali there. The place was packed. There's no doubt about it. I mean, everybody had a great time. And we walked away with a good reputation that we had thrown such a stellar event that we were going to come back in 1994 and do another one. Of course, they were waiting with open arms where the, where the Chinese people. So anyway, I arrived about 10 days before this event. This event's going to take place. Take that back. Let's go back to August 1984. We're going to do the pre fight tour with Muhammad Ali. Ali's not available for the September 17th card, so we're going to actually go over to China a month earlier and tour around China and hype up the fight card with him. Of course, he's always a natural attraction. Anywhere he goes, he's the face everybody knows. I mean, the most known guy. I told you, we stopped to train one time in China in the middle of nowhere. These people had no electricity. They didn't have toilets, anything like that. They didn't have teeth, but they knew who Muhammad Ali was. One lady fainted, I kid you not. So anyway, I go over in August of 1994 with Ali. We do the tour. We come back. We start start to plan the event. This will be a good event. We have Mike Sadio and Carl Wilson in the main event. Mike Weaver, the former world heavyweight champion, he's going to be on the card. Of course, uh, Jerome Coffey, another former world champion, is going to be on the card. David Jacko, one of my Facebook buddies, is going to be on the card. We had a great event. There was no doubt about it. And there was going to be a Chinese fighter making his professional boxing debut that was a mixed martial arts star in the country of China. He was like the Bruce Lee of China. We'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, so I get there about a... I get, well, so we go back to China for the actual fight card. I get there a week before. I guess it was about September 10th, September 11th. And things start happening. I mean, the Chinese government is rolling out the red carpet for us everywhere we go. There's a, a Chinese person trying to help us out, meaning they're spying on us. That's the way it was. That's what, that's what they did. They would substitute... Uh, they would give you a tour guide. Or they tried to give me good-looking chicks. It didn't work. They tried to give me chicks that would, like, give me play. You know, and ain't, ain't no way, man. Come on, I feel better than that. My mother told me, keep a zip when you go abroad. Anyway, um, so we're there. We're preparing for this fight car. We're having a good time. You know, we got the ring card girls together. And, of course, I was the one that had to teach the girls how to do the ring card stuff because they weren't hip to strutting in the ring and this and that. So I didn't put on my feminine side and did it as I did the prior card in 1993. So we've got the girls ready, fight cards ready. We go to the arena. We have the fight card. And as I said, we've had this one fighter who was a mixed martial arts star in the People's Republic of China. He was like the Bruce Lee of, of China, but he couldn't lick a stamp if you wet his tongue. I mean, as far as boxing was concerned. And I'll tell you, when I was over there with him in August, he was eating. We went to a Wendy. I said we toured the country to hype the fight. So everywhere we went, we'd have these breakfasts, and he would get three or four plates of bacon. I kid you not, he would stack all this bacon on a plate. You know, I tried to tell his people through a translator, this 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 spit is not good for you. I'm saying spit with an H. This spit is not good for you. And then I make up straw, make up straw. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, so I realized the Chinese guy was a lost cause at that point in time. So we got these fight cards, and like one, two, three, four, five fights take place in this uh, little arena across from this hotel in Macau, China, September 17, 1994. So it's time to have Bruce Lee come in the ring. <clears throat> now, they don't tell me who Bruce Lee is going to fight. I know nothing about this. I have, I'm just doing the TV, just doing the TV, me and Humalek. So I see the Chinese guy coming to the ring, and I'm saying to myself, man, this guy's a joke. You know, if he's supposed to be the, the baddest dude in all of China, I could lick him and ten of his guys, blah, 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 blah. All this, just talking all kinds of smack inside my head as I'm looking at this not-too-well-conditioned guy that thinks he's a superstar as far as combat sports are concerned. He may have been in Kung Fu, man, but nah, did they train? Anyway, so he gets in the ring, and then all of a sudden his opponent gets in the ring, and I'm mind-blown because I've never seen this guy before. I, I didn't know. I didn't know even know that they had an opponent for this guy. In fact, they were telling me they didn't have an opponent for the Chinese mixed martial arts guy. 
So I'm looking around, and I see this guy, and he looks kind of familiar, but he shaved his head, his head shaved. So, so I'm probably not recognizing this guy, but if he had hair, I, maybe I'd recognize him. And he looks like he's wearing a T-shirt. He's, what's, 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 he's boxing with a T-shirt on. And then I look at him, he's got like a lot of flab hanging around his waist, and then I'm starting to figure things out. Wait a second, wait a second. This is a guy that was the former professional wrestler. He was a 350-pound man that told me on the plane on the way over, he was like somebody's cut man or something like that. That he lost 250 pounds, and that he used to be a, a professional wrestler, et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm looking at the looking at the ring, and the TV camera's gone, lights and camera lights, and camera action, microphones going. I don't know what to say because I realize that something's about to go down, and I think it's a fix. I'm not sure yet, but it sure does look like a fix. And they got a pro wrestler in here to fight this mixed martial arts guy. Right? There's no, I think nothing nothing good's going to come out of this, Pedro. Absolutely nothing good is going to come out of this. So anyway, they, you know, they introduced a Chinese guy and this, they played in the Chinese national anthem and he's in the main event. He's the last fight of the night and everybody was, you know, going wild and this and the Chinese people are throwing stuff in the rain, flowers, oh, having a good time celebrating the greatness that isn't there. Anyway, so the fight takes place and I guess we're about, I don't know, 25, 30 seconds into the fight. I won't call it a fight because this guy's wearing a t-shirt. As I said, his breasts are hanging down lower than his waist. That's why he's got the t-shirt on, because he lost 200 pounds. I guess if you lose 200 pounds, your body doesn't look all that good afterwards. Evidently, his didn't. So anyway, he's got these breasts down, he's got actual nipples down around his his waist. I'm trying to, well, this is not working. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm really confused. I'm really, I'm perplexed. I'm like, my mind's, what's going on here? Is this some type of acid trip or something like that? What's going on? So anyway, the fight goes about, I guess about 20 seconds, and the Chinese guy throws a punch, and the wrestler doesn't take the punch, but he jumps up into the air. He jumps up into the air and dives away from the guy like, boom, he's been hit with a bullet. Like Kennedy from the grassy Noah's head shot back. I kid you not. So he goes back, boom, he goes down. There wasn't a punch that landed. The entire crowd started going nuts. The Chinese guy's celebrating this and that. I'm freaking out. I don't know what to say. I'm trying to make it keep it clean because we're going to do this later. This is going to be broadcast later in the United States, uh, uh, allegedly, on television. It didn't make it to TV, thank God. So anyway, so I'm trying to do the professional thing here, and and I realize what's going on. So I signed off right away. I said, uh, we'll be right back right after this. Boom. Because I saw, you know, the riots going The riots about to start. So people are throwing stuff and and the, the, the girls that were there, actually the, the ring card girls who I had trained, you know, how to be ring card girls, I sort of had to look out for their safety, so I got referee John Shirley to sort of take them out of the arena. I grabbed the microphone, and I tried to settle the crowd down. I had a few words written in Chinese. That didn't work out too well. Evidently, what I said in Chinese must have sounded like, you know, me speaking Spanish. It just doesn't come off too well. Evidently, incited the people a little bit more. So and then I had I had a, a crowd that was pissed off because they had a fixed fight, and a crowd pissed off me because I'm trying to say Chinese over it's not working out this is not working out and I'm looking around for the promoter Harold Smith and I'm not seeing Harold I mean he's the guy that I'm looking for he's the guy that I've got Harold where are you Harold so anyway um I get the ring car goes out of the place I get John Shirley to escort them across the street we're staying in a hotel across the street I guess it was about I don't want to say about a sixteenth of a mile it was long about like a block and a half anyway across the street so um they get they get the girls back to the hotel I end up taking my microphone, my microphone, my earpiece was worth a couple hundred bucks and grabbing that and I just left. I mean, there was stuff, I think there was stuff there that I left, uh, uh, toiletries and things like that, hair gel, so I'm out of here. I don't care. So I ran across the street. So everything's sort of 
up in the air and nobody's gotten paid yet. Nothing's going on. How are we going to get paid? Nobody's getting paid. So anyway, Harold Smith is there, the promoter. Of course, Harold Smith is famous for the fact that he went to jail for five and a half years for embezzling $23 million from the Wells Fargo Bank down there in Los Angeles, California. Of course, he never entered the bank himself. He got Ernie Fuentes to go into the bank from bank for him and got $23 million out because he had worked things out with a employee at Wells Fargo. So he funded Muhammad Ali Pro Sports back in the 1980s with this money from Wells Fargo. So Harold goes to jail. Harold gets out of jail. Harold uh, gets close with me and me and him are like father and son there for a long time because he was the guy that, that made, that brought me into Ali's life there for that, for that short time. So Harold is, um, in trouble. I mean, you know, the people, the arena's been torn apart. They've had a riot. Seats have been thrown around. This and that. It wasn't a pretty sight. <clears throat> and the cops weren't there. All we had was security. So when the Chinese cops came to the studio, came to the hotel, they weren't happy. And these, and these dudes are like the Chinese communist police. I'm saying, yikes, man. So anyway, they said to me, hey, where's Mr. Smith? I, I pointed right at Harold. I gave him up right away. Cause, you know, I'm not going to play out. Maybe other places I would pontificate this and that, but I'm not going to pontificate in China. I'm not going to do this. This is not going to happen. Anyway, our point is, he goes, where's Mr. Smith? I said, that's him right there with the glasses. Because I didn't want them arresting me. You get arrested in a communist country, man. You never get, you never come home. So anyway, they dragged Harold off and it didn't look like they, um, they were arresting him per se, but he was, uh, told to go with them. So anyway, he leaves. We don't know what's going on. Nobody's getting paid. I send everybody to bed that night. <clears throat> I'm sort of second in charge. I send everybody to bed that night and I say to him, uh, I'm going to pay you in the morning. I'm saying this myself because they're looking to me for money. Cause you know, hey, Pedro, you, you help put this together. Where's our money? I don't know. So anyway. Carol comes back about three or four in the morning. The police end up releasing him after he makes some type of statement. He goes back about three o'clock, three o'clock, three or four o'clock in the morning. He gets me out of bed. I guess about five fifteen. He tells me we're leaving. <laughs> I said, "What do you mean we're leaving?" He goes, "We're leaving. We're leaving now." Even now, where? He goes, we're going to Hong Kong. He goes, I got the helicopter. I said, you know I won't find no helicopter. So he hangs up the phone. He realized, forgot that I won't find a helicopter, okay? So he hangs up the phone, calls me back about five minutes. He goes, okay, I got the helicoil. I got the, the helicoil's ready to go. It's going to take us all. Everybody's going to go. Everybody's ready to go. Everybody's going to meet in the lobby at seven o'clock. I said, are you sure? I said, yeah, everybody's going to meet at seven o'clock. So we meet at seven o'clock in the morning. We, we leave the country. We flee the country. We are fleeing the country. We are fleeing a communist country. Okay, with bills pay, unpaid, the whole nine yards, I'm freaking out because if they, you know, if I'm part of the management running the show, what are the Chinese going to think? You know, he's a front. He's the one that's doing all the speaking. He's the one that's doing all the public speaking. He's the one that introduced us to Muhammad Ali, the whole nine yards. I'm the guy that looks like I'm the front guy here. Okay, but I, I'm just, I'm just a face. I'm just, I'm just a voice. Harold is really the guy behind us. Okay, so we all get to the, to the helicoil. Uh, which is which is a little boat that flies about three feet above that water and it, sh- it shuttles across the water from Macau to Hong Kong. So we get into this helicoil thing and we, as we pull away, I'm waiting for the Chinese police to grab us. You know, so I, I think I, I don't think they're gonna let us get out of town. I'm freaking out. I've got sweat coming underneath my arms. It look like Al Bundy as far as sweat is concerned. I'm freaking out. Okay, we got to get out of a communist country in one piece. I'm not worried about the money. And people say to me, "Hey Pedro, you getting paid? Are you paying me? Are you paying me?" Oh man. So, finally, we get to China. We get to, uh, to Hong Kong, and I feel a little bit more relaxed. You know, I mean, for a little more relaxed. I think we got 25 rooms in some hotel or something like that he set us up with. And, and there were hotel rooms the size of, like, your bathroom. I kid you not. I kid you not. If you've got a small bathroom, that's a big hotel room in, 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 in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I mean, in Hong Kong. 
So we're kicking in Hong Kong. I think it was the Western or somebody. So we're kicking in Hong Kong, and I'm wondering how we're going to get paid, you know, because I've got to pay these people. I mean, I, I do. I'm, they're expecting me to pay them because I'm only gave them their advance money and, you know, their food money and their expense money in Macau and all that kind of stuff. I was sort of like the cash guy. I had the money. So anyway, I know they're going to be leaning on, leaning on me to money for money. So I said to Harold, where's the money? And Harold says to me, I don't know. I said, Harold, we owe these people 140 grand. We're going to get the money. He goes, I don't know. So I just dropped. I couldn't believe it. I dropped into a chair. He goes, I'm just BSing you. He goes, let's go get it. So anyway, we got in the car, drove across, got into a cab, drove across uh, Hong Kong, went to a bank, got $140,000 in cash, all in $20 bills. And get this, Harold didn't trust the bank's counting system, so he made me count $140,000 in $20 bills. I was willing to do it as long as everybody got paid. I could care less, man, because that was on me. I counted the 140 grand. I think it took me like an hour and a half uh, to do this this money count. We did the the entire count. It was 140 grand exactly. Why didn't Harold believe him? I just don't know. I guess because they were Chinese. He had a little issue with them being Chinese. Harold being African American, them being Chinese. Anyway, at the end of the day, everybody got paid. I got on the plane and I couldn't believe it. As I was on the plane and the plane was rolling away, I was looking out the window because I expected the Chinese police to come and say, guess what, Mr. Fernandez? You ain't going nowhere. That's an original live on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409-800-709-4409. Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? His footwork's lousy. He can't count a punch. His timing stinks. And he doesn't breathe properly. But you like him as a person. He has a nice smile. Wasn't a smile that I won four Golden Glove titles with. What's he talking about? Of course, that's Hogan's Hero. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Of course, the USC, the ultimate fighting championship run by that um, the erstwhile Dana White, I'll just leave it at that. Of course, supposed to come back May the 9th with a fight from Florida. Evidently, some private arena they put together in Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, the main event is going to be Justin Gay taking on, of course, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, the former lightweight champion, 155 pounds, got a bit of, of an emotional, uh, had some emotional issues. Of course, poured holy water on his wife at one point in time. Now, I've said this before and I'm being redundant. I know a lot of us have wanted to pour holy water on a a, 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 a partner or a spouse or something like that or a girlfriend, but he actually did it. <laughs> and he's still with her. So the bottom line is Tony Ferguson, of course, challenging for the world, uh, featherweight, cha- world flyweight championship, 155 that he had held once before. Of course, lost that because of injury. Justin Gates, a good fighter. Of course, he takes the place of, uh, the champion. He said, he didn't want to fight Khabib. He said, no way. I can't train. I can't be ready. Bottom line is Khabib probably wants more part of Tony Ferguson. The only guy that has a shot on that card as far as beating him. Henry Kudo, the four-world bantamweight champion, flyweight champion, is going to be on the same card taking on Dominic Cruz. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Often imitated, but never duplicated. I want to thank my guest, of course, the great Socrates Palmer, boxes only PhD. I want to thank you, the listeners. Of course, without you guys, I'm going to say that we'd be doing the show. And you'd be doing a million things right now. The fact that you're listening to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, well, Pedro Fernandez thanks you from the bottom of my heart. I made a lot of mistakes, but guess what? Doing this show wasn't one of them. Straight up, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a production of Sports Byline. 